The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Django was getting down, huh? Yeah. Django was getting down. Down with Barbara Fett. All right. Oh. <laughs> We're rolling, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's wrong, buddy? Made a mistake. What did you do? I've done it before, and I did it again tonight. And okay. it's one of those things where in the moment you're like, mm, I'm glad I did it. But then you pay the price until the sun sets. Uh, Much like spending $20 at the bell on your own or just trusting the guy that you bought that yayo from that it's at least 80% pure and it's just mostly schoolyard chalk. Yeah, that's, that's a big mistake. I have a tendency to when I get a really, really itchy butthole. <laughs> yeah. To just excavate. three dermal layers of skin like i don't stop scratching until it goes from mahogany to crimson and (laughs) now i just have this this yellow jacket blacky lawless wasp fuck like a beast sting ring that it just it's taken my mind off of uh, everything i need to be focusing on and all i can think about is my asshole uh well um i often focus on that as well um so i have a little experience in that i may be able to help you out uh, <laughs> you think about my asshole as much as i think about my asshole because that no, I didn't, is I, no. the sweetest I thing anyone's gonna say to me this year well, i didn't necessarily say as much as mm. but at least uh at le- I'm, I'm at least one a to your one it's it's close can i tell you a funny story real briefly you about Sean gabbert can. You yeah, with I know Sean. Sean. Okay, Sean. Die Laughing that, Productions. Exactly. Sean's a comedian, and Sean travels with Die Laughing. And Sean once went to one of Rob Mayer, who is another local comedian, DC, Baltimore, right. Die Laughing Productions. Very guy. funny. Very funny, and very well traveled with the military. And Rob yes. travels all over the world. And he brought Sean on one of his international tours once, and he brought Sean <coughs> to the Mediterranean. And Ooh, fancy. It was very fancy. And I mean, as we record this, Rob, Eric Woodworth, Tommy Simbazo, and a guy by the name of Patrick Melton 
are all over the Middle East. United Arab Emirates, they're in Kuwait, Bahrain. I think they're going to stop by Egypt, all kinds of places. Well, he takes Sean to the Mediterranean, and they swing by the Dead Sea. Uh Uh-huh. And they all go down to the Dead Sea where everything floats, and it's because of the saline content of the water. Correct. Is very, very high. That's salt for anybody who's not following at home. Pure salt. (laughs) So they all, uh, Rob, Sean, some other comics, strip down to their their jams or their swim trunks, and they go just bay-watching into the water. (laughs) The water gets above Sean's waist. Sean screams, runs back out of the water, and is like holding his ass together like his insides are going to pour out and rob with the concerned look on his face wades back to shore and is like are you okay what happened and he says that he guess it didn't occur to him that he spent all morning itching his asshole from a spicy mediterranean meal the night before and then he essentially just runs into the saltiest brine you can imagine Ooh. and he says it felt like somebody held one of those kitchen stick lighters up to his asshole and he he says it felt like acid and he had to run out of there oh my and lord yeah he says it's funny cuz you'll see people get in the water and you could tell who might have themselves a, a broken blister or a yeah, open sore? Yeah. yeah, because they'll get the fuck out of that water with a quickness when you start Ooh, wandering into boy. that RoboCop villain toxic sludge juice <laughs> and you feel it sizzle on your open wounds. So, oh man, Sean Gabbert, my my uh, butthole brother in arms, scratching yeah. away at that layer. Man, so how was this like? Are we talking like outer rim? Are we talking inner rim? Where are we? What are we talking here? Did you straight up go full in? Are you like finger blasting your butt or something? Uh, not in this case, but Lord knows I have done uh, like to say a little spelunking, a little a little fingertip spelunking. You know, yeah. Check on breakfast, and this was not one of those. But but uh-huh. have I ever told you about my theory? Oh, God. (laughs) That I feel like I may have been born with a second unformed asshole. Uh, No, I think I would remember this. Okay. I feel like, and I should see a proctologist, that when I get back around there and I start moving stuff around, you find the penny. And yeah, you're then, like fucking Indiana Jones back there, man. You're like, this belongs in a museum. Yes. I'm going to find it and put it there. Exactly. The final scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark was set between my ass cheeks. As they walked down that aisle, that was just the debris and the crush jewels on the inside of my butt. That right at the bottom of my asshole, uh, uh, not, the, not the part of my asshole that gets closest to the balls, but away from the balls, the southern region. Okay. All right. Uh, there is an indent. There's a there's a dip in. Okay. Where I can really feel the sphinctoral wall quite a bit. And it's far more pronounced. And it's not like it's sticking out. There is like a divot <laughs> yeah. inside the outside of my asshole. To where it so, feels like there was going to be a second butthole that was starting to form. So it's the concave part of the spoon, the part yes. that holds all the food, yes. not the part that you scrape on the top of the bowl. Yes, it's that. It's Interesting. like, here's the hole, 
and then right around there, there's a second other <laughs> little little dip. It's yeah. like okay, butthole, little butthole, and it's like Big Dipper, Little Dipper, and I will, I will really, I'll, that thing will, it, it, it I, I gotta keep it clean, and I'll, yeah. uh, and I'll get fucking itching, and I'll, oh, yeah. and I'll hit it, and I'll hit the fucking sheriff's badge, and I'll give the whole thing a once over, and it oh, feels. If there was a drug that made my body electrify the way uh-huh. it did when I give my asshole that first initial scratch, the way like when you really <laughs> dig into a cat's haunches and its eyes roll back and its head uh-huh. and its body contorts, like, oh, you're in a fucking way right now. It's almost yeah. like you're getting a nut. But without the after effects of you know the sting ring, I'm buying grams of it. I'm buying fucking half pounds of it. That's how I feel. And I've been meaning to ask this question to people, but it's not a question that you can ask to many people. Is there a feeling for a female, and female uh, Roughhouse listeners, please join in here, that feels as good as scrubbing your balls in the shower feels? Because scrubbing the balls, even even if they're not like, even if it's not like a humid day or anything, just a regular day. Like I wake up, get ready to go to work. I'm just in the shower and just got a nice uh, abrasive uh, scrubbing tool. Just just get in there and start scrubbing. It feels so damn good. A good lathering. You feel like yeah. you're freshening up the product. Yeah, taking a layer of skin off, just like freshening it up. Like, is there a female equivalent to, to scrubbing the boys down? I'm curious. If I had to take a guess, and this uh-huh. is just, this is just... Uh, a hypothesis. This is just sure. rumor and innuendo. I bet in <laughs> under tit de cheesing has uh, to feel okay. good. Now I know okay. you're probably thinking that same region. You know if you're if you're you know parting the Red Sea and moving some stuff around. You know a a, 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 a clitoral de uh, desalinization. Sure, yeah. But I feel like if you got a big set of heavies, like you got uh-huh. a big. Just a big set, like a big uh-huh. sloppy yeah. fucking set, like a big, <laughs> just a big piper set. And you lift that up, uh-huh. and you let the air hit it, and then I mean it's gonna it's gonna capture just cheese and moisture anyways. Yeah. And you lift that up, and you swipe underneath of there with some sort of fucking Garnier Fructis yeah. kiwi raspberry strawberry mm. body scrub. I bet that feels un. Unbelievably good. Yeah, yeah. Sounds. I, th- I think you're right on that. Mm. Yeah, I was just. It's just something that's been on my mind. You know, because it just. It just feels so good when when I, when I do that in the shower. I um, love to ba- do a spinoff of this show with you called the <laughs> Bathhouse Podcast, <laughs> where all we do is just discuss shower habits, uh, things in the shower, thoughts in the shower, habits uh-huh. in the shower, and we record it from the shower and we could invite a third person rotating cast of characters to join us yeah like bath chat yes like bath chat except it's the bathhouse podcast yeah well maybe we maybe we incorporate that into the patreon at some point um in case you guys haven't noticed uh, marty's not uh not with us again tonight um he's still uh at the bottom of the well 
Uh, the bears have him at bay down there. His foot is still caught in the trap. Um, I did I did swing by. I didn't help him out. I just threw some Triscuit crackers down there for him. So hopefully Marty's doing uh, a little better. Um, he somehow made his way out to record a Patreon exclusive with me this past Saturday. So if, if you haven't been to the Patreon yet, go check that out. We discuss our uh, our top raw moments. Justin was a little under the weather on uh, on Saturday morning, so he Not wasn't good. able to make it. Not good. Yeah, boy, <laughs> myself up on Friday. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope we're up. Uh, what, whatever international suck and fuck you're at right now, Marty, you're having a good time because you're the guy that got hired and then immediately was like, "I got two weeks, I'm taking." Yeah, and like you know, I did that when I got hired at 90 Rock. I had already had a European vacation plan, so I'm like, "Yeah, I'll start and do a week, but then I'm going for two weeks to go Christoph to Spain and Italy." Taking off fucking yeah. week one. That's <laughs> that was hilarious. Me. Yeah, Kirk and Mark gave me a ton of shit for that. That was good times. Yes. Um. Um, but yeah, so there's, that, there's a lot to get into. Let's, yes, uh, let's, there let's is. Let's get while the getting's going because I got I've got about myself an hour or so here. So okay, where I, I will go ahead. I'll lay some cards on the table. And I'll let you point <sighs> at. We have okay. the upcoming. We have the recently passed. We have the overarching. We have the newly announced. Yeah. Let me let me lay it out for you. Do you want to yeah. do starting off? Enzo, oh, Raw God. 25, XFL announcement. Or Royal Rumble prediction Sunday. This is our go home show after their go yeah, home show. Which will, well, where this is, we're already doing better than they, they did on their go home show. Um, I say we finish with that. Um, I say we go. I say we hit. I say we hit Enzo, XFL, Raw twenty five, and then Rumble. How about that? We we'll get the news, the recap, the look ahead. Yeah. Call it a night. Enzo, right off the bat. Wow, deuces, uh, man. He is fucking out. If you're not familiar with what happened with Enzo Mori, he was uh, under under sexual assault, rape allegations from some woman named Miss Gucci Witch online. Yeah, who would have thought? Man, um, <laughs> you know, if you listen to this podcast, you're a wrestling fan. I'm not going to yeah. fill in the details on it. Um, right. Yeah, you probably already read the story and her account of what happened, allegedly. Yeah, we ain't breaking this shit to you. So right. You know what's up. Go do the research. Go search it yourself. There's been... Uh, there, there's been revelations today as we record this about this yeah. fucking thing with her confirming <sighs> these uh, text messages, receipts DMs where she was bragging and, yeah. about hooking up with Enzo. Yeah. And it's, Lord knows, whatever, take whatever side you're going to. This isn't a, a, a sexual assault and a, and a hashtag uh, Me Too based conversation. This is, we're going to try and keep it with the wrestling and the wrestler here. Sure. Um, it seems to be that this was finally the act that he wrote a check for that his career's ass couldn't catch. Yeah. And everything from the bus incidents, the locker room incidents, the flamboyancy behind the scene, the flamboyancy with uh, showing off his, his, his assets and wares that yeah. if, he was still sort of in that, that grace period of a rookie. And he immediately is sitting side by side with uh, other luminaries and third rate rappers, as the Miz would say, and is flexing and flossing at Mayweather McGregor. Sure. Yeah. And if you're an old school guy and there are still some back there, a lot of agents, a lot of managers, a lot of people in positions of power and it's wrestlers. Yeah. I, I'm immediately already like, mm, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy immediately. 
Uh, I don't like the way he c carries himself, the way he presents himself, and it's not like the fucking in-ring product is Will Ospreay levels of holy shit or <laughs> down and dirty, look at this guy, scrap and claw the way a, uh, yeah. a William Regal can. This guy's, his in-ring stuff is garbage, his stick work is great, but the shit yeah. behind the scenes is too much, and this was finally too much. Even if he's completely, uh, I'm not sure if you see the news about Rich Swan tonight. Yes, I did. He, he was cleared of all charges. So, um, and he was never released. He was just suspended indefinitely, suspended. pending in, uh, an investigation, which is now closed. And he was cleared of all charges. So, um, you know, that kind of leaves the door open for a potential return at some point. Um, I wouldn't expect to see him in the Rumble this Sunday. Uh, I feel like that's a little too soon, especially with all this Enzo shit hitting the fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think they're strapped for people uh, in the Rumble, and I don't think not having Rich Swan is a, is a major loss at this point. But uh, yeah, I think I think at some point down the line, maybe in a month or so, or uh, or maybe not. You know, Rich Swan could come back. Um, but back to back to Enzo real quick. Well, not real quick. We got a couple more things to talk about with him. The uh, he is he was living his life. He was living his character. Eric Arndt or whatever his name was was no more. He was twenty four seven Enzo Amore, and it rubbed people the wrong way as we as we talked about. You know, since he got brought up to the main roster, really. But really, the the main issue uh, with WWE, I feel like. He may still be have been just suspended if he would have told WWE about this ongoing investigation, which he had known about for at least a couple months. And that was the reason that he was fired is because they had a sit down with him and they're like, why didn't you tell us about this ongoing rape investigation with you? And he, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what he said exactly, uh, but the bottom line is that he didn't. And that is why uh, they terminated his contract and got rid of him. So, you know, it was weird on Monday when all this stuff came out because uh, on the Facebook, I, I had to, I was just. I was I had to justify why he was just suspended at that time. You're like, oh, he's innocent until proven guilty and stuff like that. I'm like, even so, this is a publicly traded company that is worth $2.5 billion. Um, you can't have somebody on your live television show that has been accused of heinous um, sexual assault and rape allegations. And, you know, even if they end up being false, which is there's a good chance they may be because this chick is sketchy as fuck. But either way, you can't have that person there. So um, especially with this whole Me Too thing going on. So it's just it's a clusterfuck. And I know WWE was pissed. Um, maybe they found this as a way um, like, OK, we'll just cut bait with this guy and no more drama in that eyes. But there's also stuff coming out now that maybe this was Enzo's way out. He didn't tell them on purpose because he wanted a way out to pursue like a rap career or something like that. So it's it's a whole lot of uh, feel he like said, that she said be, that that might be. A little That's put a on. silly rumor. Because did you ever see the Hot ninety seven appearance with him in New York? I never watched it. I, I remember it happening. Was it terrible? Oh, you're not going to have a rap career. Mm. <laughs> no, nope. you're not going to have a rap career. No, you could no, be no, a hype no. man. Maybe You'd be a perfect hype man, flavor flavor style. Zero. Yeah, well, not now. Not, yeah. No fucking chance. You are too old for the new school of little everything. Yeah, and you're not talented enough for the old school. Uh, you're not Eminem. You're not. You're not fucking Yellow Wolf. You, you just. You're a man without an island in hip hop. If you think that's going to yeah. be the case, I feel like that's a rumor. And the reason I made the Rich Swan comparison is exactly the point you made. They found out about Rich Swan quick. 
Yeah. And Rich Swan wasn't a figurehead. And this wasn't the Rich Swan situation didn't happen right on the cusp and edge of a massive event of theirs, which was Raw yes. 25. And you read about plans were being made. It was going to be yeah. Gold Dust, and Gold Dust was going to uh, beat his ass and what have you. He's going to have a place on the show, and he was going to have a place at the Rumble. And mm-hmm. they a wanted match, to yeah. celebrate this night with 25 years, and instead it gets overshadowed by the, the heavy stink of this awful sexual assault allegation with Enzo to where... Had they known this was, again, coming down the pike, they could have prepared for it, not been blindsided by it. Uh, There's a friend of ours close to the show who will go unnamed that said that, uh, I think you know who I speak of, that Uh said that, you know, from their their, their knowledge of the inside, that they will stand by a murderer. They'll stand by someone that's had five fucking DUIs. They'll bring back people that have motherfucked the company 15 different ways. I mean, spousal abusers. If they know... What the score is. Right. They can they, prepare if, for it. If you knock someone out in a fucking bar or you run over someone in your rental car or you end up uh, banging someone you shouldn't, someone's fucking wife in Phoenix, Arizona, and you tell them, hey, I got a guy coming after me with a fucking rifle, give them a heads up. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can alter damage the narrative. Control. They can do damage control. That's it. He tries to hide it. He ain't slick enough to do it. And then it yeah. blows up in his face the evening of one of their biggest nights and... If it's to be believed, at Hey Hey, uh, it's Conrad had the report of him jackbooting into the building oh, with a the t-shirt shirt on that said, <laughs> today's the best day of my life on the back. Can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, like, like, wasn't shit going on. Yeah. And Vince McMahon himself corrals Enzo, says the locker room, again, this is rumor and innuendo, that... The locker room clears upon seeing him. Yeah. Vince McMahon finds him and tells him succinctly, get the fuck out of this building immediately. Yeah. You leave. Rightfully so, because they didn't need him floating around the periphery anywhere. So I believe we have seen the last of Enzo. Uh, this has altered a lot of plans. This is going to make Big Cass's return as cl- an even cleaner slate than it was already going to be. Yeah, true. I expect a full repackage on him instead of picking up where he left off or what have yeah. you. Uh, this could be... I know people were talking about the curse of the cruiserweights. You know, oh my God, first... Uh, um, what, what was it? PJ, what the fuck's his dick? What's his... TJP? TJP was just rejected. Yeah. Rich Swan arrested. Uh, Neville quitting. Brian Kendrick broke his orbital bone. Kendall breaks his orbital bone. And ends is like, my God, this thing's this this is this is a Spinal Tap's fucking drummer. This <laughs> this I feel like could have been. This might have been a good thing. This you can't dust for vomit. Yes, <laughs> such a good fucking line. Such a great line. Yeah, this is going to introduce a new general manager character. Yeah, it's going to let them. Uh, kind of reboot the whole goddamn division. It it's blown up so badly that you either scrap it and absorb the talent, or you say, "All right, <sighs> here we go. It's time for uh, the the two hundred five live, the twenty ninety nine edition. Fuck it. Let's just let's just darkest timeline this shit, and we just yeah. start all over. Fuck it. Clean the slate and uh, let your gulaks shine. Let your nieces shine. Let your Hideos yeah. shine. Let some folks coming up from." NXT shine and, and and give it another go because yeah. it didn't pan out the first time and I think and who knows 
maybe this will be Neville's window to come back now. Right. I was just going to bring that up. I said, uh, with with Enzo being gone, you know, it was never, a, you know, said by any any party involved, but the, the timing of Neville's departure and Enzo's ascent to the forefront of the uh, 205 Live Cruiserweight division. So conspicuous. Uh, they, they coincided pretty evenly, so um, it, nothing really had to be said uh, about that, especially the way Neville lost the title. I would have been, my ass would have been chapped about that, too. Um, so yeah, he's still under contract. They never released him from his contract. So he still is uh, available to come back. I wouldn't mind or be surprised if he showed up as an entrant in the Royal Rumble match this week because, uh, you know, 205ers are, you know, available to be in that match to my knowledge. And they haven't outright said that they aren't. Um, as for the GM, I kind of think that may help the show have another character on there to help, you know, give it some direction, uh, sort of thing. Not like, you know, a raw or SmackDown GM. If they treat it more like a regal, how he runs NXT. Um, I think it has a pretty good chance of being something, especially if they get somebody good. You know, I, I threw it out there today. Who do, uh, who do people think could be a really good manager for the two Oh five live? I think the best response I got, um, was somebody who's been uh, allegedly waiting in the wings and just been signed is a uh, rock star spud. Yes. Um, I think he would be a great manager for 205 Live. He's great on the stick. He's funny. Um, but, you know, he can and he can wrestle, too. So having, uh, you know, who can a GM who can get involved if need be physically uh, will certainly help. So, um, you know, maybe we get a ricochet up early in 205 to try to boost that. Who knows? You know, I, I don't think they're going to completely jettison the show at this point. Obviously, I could be wrong, but that's just my my gut on how this is going to go. Um, I actually I watched 205 Live this week just to see check in and see how the show was. Yeah. And um the matches were the it was Arya Davari and um uh Cedric Alexander. It was a fucking great match. Like and the crowd got into it. It was really good. And there was a six man tag earlier with the three mass dudes, uh Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, and Kalisto against uh I think it was uh Tony Nice and TJP and fuck one other guy. I forgot. Drew Gulak, maybe. I don't remember who the other heel was. But uh, And that was a good match, too. So, you know, the the performances are there. Um, they need to work on, on the character work and, and getting some, uh, you know, some good storylines there. Oh, and Jack Gallagher, too, is a heel now. It's weird. Um, but whatever. So, yeah, I, I think 205 Live will continue. Um, and there will be no Cruiserweight match at the Royal Rumble because that match, as you stated, was uh, slated uh, to be on that card. So that'll Fine be gone. By me, because that's yeah. already a fucking... <laughs> What's it's turned into one of these all goddamn day long affairs. So yep. if you're able to shave 15 minutes off that fucking thing, fine by me. They'll still uh, run over. <laughs> it'll, it'll, obviously, but man, whatever, whatever few precious moments in this miserable existence of mine I can cling to not watching yeah. uh, Enzo bumble around in there with someone. It's true. I'll be fine. Other big announcement today, the XFL returns. People expected man. it to return. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon. Uh, and you know what I'm glad to that Vince McMahon announced that it's going to return in 2020. Yeah, take your time. Good. Yes, let this thing breathe. Spend some time with it because I don't remember the timeline all the way back in 2001, back when the world wasn't so fucked up that the XFL seemed like a good idea. But now that (laughs) uh, we're essentially being ruled over by a circus peanut and we're all eating Tide Pods, the XFL makes as much sense as anything ever has. It so So, does. And it really does. I think the, the XFL at the time 
was too batshit, and now yeah. it's the perfect amount of batshit for the, the, the era that we live in. It's less uh, gimmicky, too, from what Vince was saying earlier. You know, it's, you know the XFL originally was, was so batshit, like you said, you know, no, um, no fair catches, and people were spearing each other, and booting each other, and it was, and it was hyper-violent, it was extreme, because it was 2001, and everything needed to be extreme. Um, this is, you know, XFL in name, um, but it's not, you know... In practice. Right. It, the way Vince emphasized all the damn time in that press conference was how this was going to be safe uh, and a reinvention um, or reinterpreting, not reinvention, reinterpreting of the game. Um, and he kept hammering home safe, safe, safe. So um, people, you know, who are saying, you know, uh, wanted to go back to the smash mouth way the NFL was. I'm not sure you're going to get that because they're, you know. Especially Vince's experience with concussions in the WWE and his re-emphasis that they're going to be having top medical officials um, consult on this. That I don't think you're going to get that. It'll be uh, it'll be faster. Apparently, the line of the whole press conference, uh, which was the most delicious piece of irony I ever heard or ever heard, was oh, when I Vince know said. <laughs> That uh, sitting through three and a half hours of something uh, is too long to keep your attention and keep it good. Oof. People Vince. are murdering him for that line right now. Yes. People are tweeting at him. Have you seen that there are thousands of people tweeting at him the uh, Alanis Morissette song? Oh, really? Isn't it ironic? It's <laughs> like becoming think? this thing that that's like this inside joke. He's, he's somewhere screaming right now, why the hell is everyone sending me this goddamn Canadian songstress? <laughs> and like, uh, because you said three hours was too much horseshit to yeah. sit through when every goddamn Monday we have our feet to the grill having oh to make our way through this whole thing. And um, to my point about the 2020, I'm glad yeah. they're taking their time. because Me too. I think... The last time they did it in 2001, and my memory might not serve me correctly here, but I believed they announced it, talked it up, and rolled it out in the yeah. same year. I remember there was a lot of buildup, and Vince was always kicking his heels up around, and I remember them talking about it in the winter, like, this is football weather. This is foot-. He was, I mean, man, he folded it into the product a lot. Yeah, he did. It's football this, football weather. Oh, it's football weather outside. Come on, you got to tackle that son of a bitch. A lot of football-isms. And then all of a sudden it was there, and it was on TV, and holy shit, take your time on <laughs> yes. this thing. And now, I didn't watch the whole press conference. I didn't have that time. Did he announce where, what platform it will be on? Will it be on network no. TV? Will it be on the network? He didn't announce that. He was asked. He said that um, uh, talks haven't even began um, to that, but he left it open uh, to be, you know, he said he wants it to be available uh, from smart TVs to smartphones and everything in between uh, was paraphrasing what he said. So I would imagine there'd be some sort of streaming thing involved, whether it's, you know, coupled with the WWE network. That would be really kind of genius because then you'd get the people who are interested um, in the XFL to subscribe to the WWE network and you boost your numbers and stuff like that. Um, so that could, that could work in his advantage, but knowing Vince, I, he's going to try to get some kind of TV deal at Fox, some point. Man. Cause that's money. I mean, well, yeah, Fox has that's been thrown that's, around. The, the Fox name has been bandied around for months true. now as maybe yeah. mysteriously buying the WWE. And I think while there could be some highlights and recaps on the network, I think a strictly network supported XFL, I don't think, could justify the co- the cost that this thing's going to undertake to get up and running in right. teams, uniforms, coaches, training, hiring, salaries, insurances, everything. Well, yeah. They have multiple teams. I think it's going to be 
Uh, this is why he had to sell off all this stock. Uh, right. I don't know if, if a new subscriber base would come close to covering that, but I think if they got it on Fox and had some sort of network component to it, right? Had yeah. some sort of like maybe Jesus, have you have the whole damn season for free on Fox and then the playoffs on the network or that something? Would be smart. Or that would be smart. Yeah. Or, or I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Well, you can split it. You can have broadcast on Fox and any streaming. You can get available through the WWE uh, network app. Different you know, announcers. You, you, you different can certainly split it. Yeah. Maybe the VR stuff that they're talking about rolling yeah. out. I think that WWE VR experience, the beta is going to be going live soon. Oh, that's soon. All right. Which it's going to be. It wasn't what I was hoping it was going to be. It's going to be a fixed camera position of recorded footage. Right. It's not going to be a live stream. I want to be able to look around uh, in my okay. Vive and watch an actual match happening. We'll it's going to be highlights. It's going to be it's going to be a tech demo, uh, maybe down the line. But it, it could <sighs> be something you could see them incorporating in XFL. But you put a fucking camera on some dude's helmet. Let me Hold. look out of his goddamn eyes, dude. I have been. I've been binging Black Mirror. I'm through the first three seasons. And yeah, I know. I've been losing a lot of sleep. So Uh (laughs) how scary is everything you've ever used with a button? Holy balls, man. Um, So, yeah, just the, you know, and it's it's a not so distant future in most of these uh, Black Mirror episodes when most people have eye implants. And, you know, could you imagine the, the you know 15 20 who the fuck knows how many years down the line if that i'm just, obviously this is ridiculous but uh, the it just popped in my head of having wrestlers with these eye implants and you can watch a match from a wrestler's perspective that is batshit awesome that i'm all be, in on that i well i feel like you'd probably get pretty motion sick i feel like I, at first it'd be cool i'd try it. be like oh, i want well, to absolutely try it i would love the option to have four google style dome cameras at the top right. of every turnbuckle to okay. rock just one click jump from turnbuckle to turnbuckle and kind of yeah. look or maybe even have one final overhead camera so one yeah. two three four turnbuckles fifth one down and get whatever custom viewpoint yeah i wanted to see it would change the wrestling industry as far as calling spots absolutely as far as reaching in for a blade reaching in or speaking yeah. to a a referee to relay commands back to the truck. Hey, let's wrap it up. You guys go home. But it would be cool. It would be cool. And let me tell you what. You're in for some sleepless fucking nights in season four, homeboy. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Everybody's been talking about the the Star Trek episode, first one of season four. I can't wait. USS Callister. Yeah. Did you see Get Out? Yes. Okay. Where Get Out, you're like, oh, they're racist. Oh, they're perverts. Oh, it's something so much worse. Where every, like... Every 30 minutes, it's just like, yeah. oh, it's something even more horrible. Yeah. USS Callister, it goes from, oh, man, to, oh, man, to, oh, no. <laughs> it, it's just the minute you finally fucking get your wind, someone yeah. just spears you again. Gut punch. Yeah. It's non-stop. God, I love this show. Dude, how great was how great was uh, what was it? Shut up and dance. Shut, yes, that mm. dude. You're like, oh, this poor kid. Yeah, and then you're like, this motherfucker. This motherfucker here. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. Hated shit. in the nation, and hell of a way to start the series out. Yeah, the national the, anthem. The nat. Jesus Christ, they just Wasn't, came out. That was swinging. the guy from. Um, that was M's assistant, right? 
Yeah, from Bond. Yeah, from Bond. Yeah, I was God, like, oh, he this had guy. to be thinking to himself during that scene. Listen, <laughs> hey, and pause it right now and skip forward two minutes if you don't want to hear what happens. He's like, I was in a James Bond film, right? And now I am on set mimicking fucking a pig. <laughs> I have got to talk to my agent. I he have sold got, it well. Man, that was or the, and the one guy, the one uh, guy that was trapped in a game. And just yeah. didn't know when the goddamn thing was over. I, I thought about you the whole goddamn time during that episode because mm-hmm. I can totally see you, uh, you know, doing that and that being you. And just make sure your cell phone's off. Taking my helmet out. <laughs> and then, oh, wait a minute. I'm still in it. Taking my helmet off. Oh, wait a minute. I'm still in it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you're in for season four is going to just mwah. it. Season four is going to hit you right where you need it. There ain't a bad episode on there. There ain't a bad one. There's amazing ones, and there's ones that are less amazing. Yeah, but they're all amazing. Yeah, Enjoy. show's great. Can't can't speak enough about it. Um, um, but back to the uh, back to the XFL. I al- he also uh, stressed multiple times, Vince did, that it's going to be completely separate from WWE. There's not going to be any crossover uh, between you know JR is not going to be calling uh, XFL games and stuff like that. You're not going to see um, you know uh, any any other kind of crossover there, which I think is smart. Um, you know, let it be its own thing. Um, I'm sure he has to have some kind of other investors in this. It can't all, he can't do all that on his hundred mil. Um, so, you know, just build it from the ground up, take your time, do like he says, and listen to, uh, inputs from fans and players and coaches and stuff like that and, and do it the right way. It has potential, uh, especially with the NFL skidding ratings recently, uh, to be something. Now, whether that NFL skidding ratings continues in the next two years, it remains to be seen. But, um, you know, I don't think the, uh, the political climate in the country is, yeah. is going up before it goes down even more. So, uh, I think Vince is, Pulling the trigger on this the right time, um, you know, you can you can look up all the details that he said on this stuff. But, you know, as of right now, I'm intrigued. I mean, you know, I'm not going to I'll definitely watch out of morbid curiosity thing at first. Um, but uh, it, it's certainly uh, certainly a thing that is happening again. The XFL yep. never thought we'd have this fucking conversation. The XFL is back a few years from now. Let's see if yeah. we're twenty twenty. You know, we're all still drawing breath. We'll find out or not. But yeah, uh, yeah. That. who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, moving on. Raw twenty five. Oh shit! Happened, God. and a lot of stories coming out of this. A lot of a lot of amazing moments. A lot of well, not there's amazing. Two moments. amazing moments. <laughs> uh, boy. Um, the, the big story that came out afterwards was how pissed the fans were at the Manhattan at, Center at the Manhattan Center. Um, I, I was talking to someone today that went. Oh, really? And yes. And that said that uh, the the ring had to be cleaned uh, because in between segments, oh, they no. were throwing things and full sodas and the, the, the staff was being you know, these are these are New Yorkers and wrestling fans. So you yeah, just right? have you have you have CADES, which is cancer AIDS. All right. And <laughs> scum it, of the earth, the truly scum and villainy and uh, uh, chanting, you know, this is bullshit. We want refunds, yeah. pelting the crew with with refuse because yeah. they paid a pretty penny. They did for utter uh, dark matches that were terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, uh not that far removed. I know it's been years, but not too dissimilar for me anyways. 
Balor Club DX moment yeah. that to me was too reminiscent of all the grab assing between Triple H Sting, NWO, DX yeah. from Mania, which yeah. cool. They've got them all together, but they've gone and wheeled them all out multiple times for multiple years now to where seeing everybody in the click back isn't doing it for me the way it used to. Yeah, that was the saddest part of the evening for me, to be completely honest. Um, DX, what was great about DX is that DX kind of encapsulated the time in which it ran roughshod over the business. Um, it was the early 2000s. It was Attitude. It was, you know, the, they were quoting South Park when it was at its most controversial and raunchiest and stuff like that. It, it, was, it was a period of time, and um, they've gotten old. Um, you know, some of them still look in pretty good shape. Triple H is still in great shape. Sean, you know, is retired, so enjoy yourself. Billy Gunn is still in pretty good shape. Um, you know, Scott Hall looks better than he did. That's for goddamn sure. But uh, it's just it's it seemed to me like um a, a twenty five year high school reunion where the jocks uh, convinced the AV club to like film them talking or something like that. It just it just seemed like it just seems sad. Like I, I get nostalgia. But you can do nostalgia well, see the opening segment, and you can do nostalgia like, well, here we are. We we used to be cool. We had attitude and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, it just fell flat, and it just seems sad and pathetic to me. Uh, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say pathetic, but I will say it was tired. It yeah. was... Uh, you know what? I and, and I and it was it was that that mania moment was fun. I, and I know a lot of people hated that Triple H Sting match. Everyone wanted that to be oh, Sting Undertaker that year. Fuck. Yeah, and and everyone's <laughs> like, you know, continuity canon experts sure. like, wait a minute, why would the NWO help Sting? But right. at that moment, I was like, I can kind of see this is a storyline. Yeah, it. it was the final battle of the Monday Night Wars that had already won. You know, right. you're a, it was like if you've ever played a strategy game and your opponent's base is just so fucking massive in Command and Conquer. It's over. But you got one tank left rolling around. And right. you're gonna you're gonna nitpick at his walls a little bit and take out a couple of fucking turrets before, you know, they call down on holy hell. That little tank rolling around was Sting. Yeah. And that's okay. It's fun. The war's <laughs> over, but hey, there's a little. There, there's one last soldier left. He ain't sure. gonna fucking win this war. He's not gonna beat Triple H and revive WCW. But that was a fun moment. But since then, we've seen them at Hall of Fames. We've seen yeah. them at other anniversary shows. We've seen them at that aforementioned WrestleMania. We saw them last night, and the the the, the Balor Club thing. Balor Club is is new. They're trying to find an identity. Yeah. Now, hold on to this for a second because I have a theory. Not a theory, but an idea. Okay. Uh, which none of my ideas ever fucking come to pass. Yeah, some but, of them do. Some of them have. Eh, rarely. But. They listen. It didn't <laughs> feel like it matched up. I didn't think like, ah, who's the new age? Who's the new age DX? I mean, I know it's like you said, you can't do South Park and dick jokes and double D generation X China's right. titties and playing strip poker. But who would be? Who'd be close to them? And I don't think Balor Club. I don't think that, that's. I mean, it's, I mean, at most maybe Sanity or something in, in NXT. As far really, as really the New Day is. I mean, they're goofy. Maybe the fucking New Day. That's a great yeah. point. As far as the silliness and the disruption. And right. Back when they were the heels that people started to truly love, and oh yeah. my god, and there they are. Yes, I would say that you're right. The New Day might be the closest thing. But it seemed very, very forced together, and like we're passing, it's a passing of the torch. Passing and of the too sweet is what it the was. The passing of the too sweet, yes, this, this, this gesture. 
And what I took away from the night before, you know, hit a couple of things about it and move on to Rumble was they love to look back. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be said about respecting where you've been as you pay attention to where you're going. But their level of romanticizing the Attitude Era at this point is almost becoming a brand in and of itself. Not just the Attitude Era, but the reminiscing about the Attitude Era is starting to become the movie plot point of, you mean they wanted to be captured? Like, okay, (laughs) okay, we've fucking seen it. We get it. Liam Neeson's the one man that could stop the bat. Like, we get it. We know. Stop. Everybody reminisces about the Attitude Era. There was a rock and wrestling area, a superstars era, a mm-hmm. new generation. There was ruthless aggression. There was many other eras, and yes, the the attitude era was an amazing era. But their the the, the level of worship of it, romanticizing is, it, is romanticizing it. You're ignoring a lot of the garbage from it, and it shines a light on your current product not yes. being as good as it or as freewheeling and unexpected and random and improvisational and chaotic. That's what yeah. made the, the Attitude Era so great was that it was, it was chaotic, it was violent, it was a level of violence you cannot see again. You pointed that out about the XFL stuff. When the yeah. XFL came out, it was fucking chair shots to the brain repeatedly yeah. until cats were blacking out. And that's why they could do that, you know, uh, smash mouth football. You can't do that anymore. You, it right. reminds you of a time when that stuff was happening and some of the stuff doesn't hold up. Some of the stuff you miss. And it makes all of the new generation seem not as creative, not as scary, not as exciting, not as dramatic, not as spontaneous. And it, it made me nostalgic. And it did make me sad. Because watching that first sequence with Stone Cold and Vince McMahon mm-hmm. brought up a swell in me of God, I miss evil Mr. McMahon and yeah. the rattlesnake coming out there to beat his ass and you never knew when he was going to strike and him throwing his own son in front of Shane. <laughs> the mahogany bit, you know, which was an inside joke about his desk and yeah. you know, there was... It, it, it made me miss it. And I knew that anything that came after it wasn't going to be as good and I knew that anything that came after it in subsequent Raws for weeks and months and post-WrestleMania to come... Will never be as good as Stone Cold and Vince unless something blows my mind and changes the game. Right. I don't see anything coming down the pike that's going to do that. And I just sort of left. I left a little sad for what yeah. is gone and not excited for what is. Right. Because, you know, if you're a Patreon listener and you listen to the episode that Marty and I did last week about our top favorite Raw moments of all time, the majority of them came from the Attitude Era because, like you just described, it was so unpredictable and and chaotic and, and yes, violent. But, you know, most of the – I don't think any, if all, or but a couple of the uh, moments we had were matches itself. They were, they were moments. And there were only maybe two or three that came from the past 10 years uh, of Raw. And that speaks to um, the way the show is uh, presented and booked and written these days. It's just uh, a lot more, it's a lot cleaner and and timed better, well, aside from this week. Um, And just, it's not as spontaneous and it comes across in the product. So, 
Yeah, I, I I got that feeling too. And this was the first Raw I had watched the full three, three and a quarter hours of in quite some time. Because um, I don't have cable anymore. I went over uh, my buddy Eric the Gorehound's house to watch Raw 25 because I didn't want to miss it because I was so hyped for it. I was so excited all day Monday. Just so hyped for the show. I'm like, oh, it's going to be awesome. So stoked all these people are going to be there. It's going to be great. And I left. I was just so just fucking disappointed. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It was just, yeah. just a, an overall letdown. Aside from the opening segment with uh, with McMahon's and Austin and uh, the Miz and Reigns match, it was it was Great a good match. match. Um, Miz regained uh, his Intercontinental Championship, which is great. Um, and that was the other good moment on the show. Um, you know, there were a couple quick little things. I popped for Harvey Whippleman backstage because I always loved Harvey Whippleman. Um, you know, Boogeyman and Coach. And th- another thing that perplexed me, aside from The Undertaker's questionmarkable uh, promo, was the uh, in, in light of the women's revolution and all this stuff, you have all these legends in there. And you just cart them out on stage, let them wave, and that's it. Nothing else, no interactions with the new generation, giving them props or anything like that. I feel like that was a, a huge missed opportunity uh, when it comes to the women. Yeah, that, that really was that some of these women that, you know, they're, they, that could have been a passing of the torch segment. Yes. That could have been someone, you know, a current roster member walking out with a former roster member, something. But much like the general manager segment of old where Laurinaitis and Bischoff are just standing out there. Yeah. And that's that. And, and you know, Angle walks out. Um, yeah, it did fall flat. And... Uh, oh goodness, my, uh, my 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 brain just escaped me. Oh, it it was a difficult program too because of where it landed in the timeline of the year that yeah. they they were beholden to two masters. One, we have to honor the 25th anniversary of Raw. Two, it's our go home show to Rumble. Yeah, and you're like, I we want to honor. What do, what do we do? Do we honor what we've already done and celebrate the past? But we also have a responsibility to set up and get you salivating for what is and the future, which is this Sunday, WWE Royal Rumble. Uh, It's going to be on the 28th. And they didn't. I mean, they didn't fucking at all. That last segment. At the very end with... with, with, Uh, uh, The super rushed one with Braun Kane and Brock. That was... I'm not going to say it was uh, uh, Roman and Brock tug of war on the belt bad. Oh, God, that was terrible. That was the shits. But it was like, all right. I felt like I was I felt like I was watching it in fast motion because they were so running so late and so rushed for it. It was like, okay, you do that. 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 And then through the table, that's it. You know, I can only imagine how many moving parts were going on backstage because you million. heard you heard how many people were there. You heard the Jimmy yeah. Fallon stuff. He was arriving yeah. late. They had that segment botch. You had all the Enzo stuff that they had to completely True. redo. That they're in two separate locations. I do not envy the no, agents, the managers, the writers, Vince, from everybody at the very tippy top to the guy that was sweeping up afterwards. That was a brutal raw, but it is a prison of your own design. So if you're going to do it, yeah. do it. And if you're not going to be capable of doing it, I'd rather you have three quarters as much uh, a pop and craziness and appearance and um, uh, cameo and have right. it be better 
than roll out that much shit. It was like a diner menu. There's like a million <laughs> fucking things on this thing, but like next to yes. none of it's good. That's perfect. It was a golden corral. Look at all this shit. That's exactly what it is. It's a lot of shit. Like, oh, the shrimp yeah. are pretty good, though. Like, it's <laughs> there was too much stuff and not enough tasty for it. And, again, you didn't do what a go-home show should do, which is get you fucking cock-locked and ready to rock for a pay-per-view and one of your biggest, if not arguably second biggest second pay-per-view. Second or third, yeah. Year, second or third, depending on how you look at it. Pay-per-view of the year. It was just sort of like, all right, well, that was the last one before Raw, before Royal Rumble. See you then. And, and SmackDown, I'm not going to get into SmackDown, but they didn't do pretty. They much didn't do anything. much more. They didn't no. do much more. Like, oh, shit's on now. No, yeah. It was just here's a bunch of old guys. Here's two separate locations. Here's the fucking most head scratching Bray Wyatt Matt Hardy match. Oh boy, that was holy I think shit. five minutes. And that was with a commercial break in it. Happy <laughs> that's how that's how quick it was. Yeah, that that is uh, that is that, that is not gone well. That is not gone well. I mean, they had was that was their that blow the off? blow off? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Bray Wyatt won. They could have You're a showdown in the Rumble. Crazy. Are you going to be? Did you go from woken to broken? Or what? Yeah. Are you, what are you doing now? Because. Man, you better start fucking having some boats show up, or I better see Jeff Hardy come flying out with a with a with a drone attached to each fucking testicle. Because right now, man, it it's is bad. it's the WWE version of it as 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 reared we feared. Its final form. Its final form was over in five minutes in front of a pissed off crowd. So, yeah. Um, let's move on well. to the Rumble, man. Let's uh, yeah. let's let's get into that. You have the card in front of you. Um, no, but I'm pretty sure I, I, I got most of it. So there's the um, tag match. The one there's two tag matches. The yes, Raw right. tag team titles. You got Jordan and Rollins defending against the Bar, right? Yeah. Now, question before we get into these: Are yeah. these people also eligible for the Rumble? I would imagine so. Um, I think so. I think I Miz, Miz is, had already declared his entry in the Rumble, and then he won the IC Championship. So I don't know if his title uh, precludes him from joining the Royal Rumble match. I would I would hope not. I think that would be a great angle to have Miz, um, you know, in the Rumble as well as being an IC champ. Is Bobby Roode going to be in the Royal Rumble? Um, I would imagine so. Uh, so I don't, I, you know. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the the 17 names that have been declared so far, and I won't run down all of them, but I'm not seeing. Anybody from Styles, Owens, or Zayn? I'm not seeing anybody from either uh, tag match from from the Bar, Rollins, and Jordan, and I'm not seeing anybody from Uso, Gable, Benjamin. So unless they're going to be, I mean, there's 13 additional people. Sure. Um, I don't see anybody else in there that I I, I, w- I would hope some of those people. Yeah, AJ I would hate Styles to have a Royal Rumble Rollins. without yeah Rollins. That that was my number one. Um, have so, Jordan yeah. be in there and have Jordan throw out Rollins with the hey man, every man for himself, and continue yeah. that character because right. that moment on Raw was pretty fucking great. Yes, he was an insufferable shit dick. Yes, he really was. <laughs> I loved it. You can keep doing what you're doing with him because I'm genuinely hating him right now. Yes, and I look forward to watching that heel. 
get beat up, which yes. is perfect. How about that? It's funny wow. how that goes. I hate it, him. Yes. If there are any uh, WWE creative folk listening, I would direct you to um, a series of matches called Aztec Warfare in my beloved Lucha Underground, where they have a royal their Royal Rumble type match. But within it, they tie together pretty much every storyline that's happening on the show at that time in the season. So, you know, you have people square off like the aforementioned uh, Bray and uh, Woken Broken Matt uh, or the Jordan Seth Rollins sort of thing. You could have, you know... um, an AJ Styles try to get revenge on a Sami Zayn or something like that in there. Uh, you you can tie stuff together in that. Okay, it doesn't all have to be just people laying in the corner waiting for somebody to toss them over the top rope. Yeah. Okay, let's let's uh do what your uh, do what your job title says and be a little creative with that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so the tag match, um, I am not sure. What's going to happen? I don't know if I don't know if Sheamus is going out because of that injury that he has to rehab. Um, but the the last rumor I read is that um, they're looking to do Rollins versus Jordan at a blow as a blow off match at WrestleMania for those two. So I would imagine losing the titles relatively soon would be in the cards for them. I could see that. Yeah. So uh, I could see there being I I could see them winning here. Okay. But with immense levels of cocksuckery from Jason Jordan. <laughs> right, Just right. true, true, awful cocksuckery from yeah. Jason Jordan. And they begin to sow the seeds of dissension or doing, the, I mean, a classic trope, a classic, shitty, uh, odd couple tag team trope I loved, especially when they would, you know, Teddy Long, two people together out of nowhere, yeah. or two tag team members that weren't getting along, the steal the pin. The mm-hmm. shove you out of the way because I want to go ahead and be the guy to steal the pin. Just a, it's a dick move. It's on the same level of creativity as going into Dallas with a Redskins jersey on. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it worked. I like when uh, he's he's just he's such a smarmy little shitty. Just shove Rollins off of Cesaro and get the pin himself. But then turn around looking for congratulations. Look, I did it. Right. And he's yeah. like, yeah, motherfucker, I had it. <laughs> fucking had it right so no thanks that's to you. good character work it's great character work especially if rollins does what rollins did in the shield which was play clean up run right. in man on fire yeah. jordan's on the outside nursing whatever bullshit injury revisit that thing where he's rolling around and seth's got to do the dirty work and he's right. got to do the heavy lifting well, i Jordan think he's legit in. injured yeah yeah i think he actually is injured so yeah perfect time to revisit that angle where let Rollins do the work. Yeah. Jordan can take a powder, not get hurt. Rollins and comes does the in. dirty work. And then Jordan finishes off the match with a, hey, look at me. I did it. With right. Him, and with Rollins looking back like, oh, you motherfucker. Because <laughs> Rollins sells it really well. He, he has that look of disdain and just f- this fucking guy. He this does. He's selling it really well. Oh, when, when, the, when he was in the, the peep show looking at him like, oh, yeah, stop, 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 shut the fuck up, shut the yeah. fuck up, shut the fuck up. That was great. Uh, Usos, Gable Benjamin. Um, uh, yeah, I would rather this title change hands than the other. Uh, as much as I love the bar, um, I feel like Gable and Benjamin, you got to pull the trigger on them, um, get them some gold, let them, you know, the Usos have had the titles a lot and often. So, you know, give them guys a rest. And maybe this could be um, part of the punishment for whichever one of them got arrested uh, as for the Dewey the um, a week or two ago. Um, so, you know, he was on TV. They were all on TV on Raw and on SmackDown. So there hasn't been any punishment for that. I don't know if it's a first 
defense or 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 what but you know maybe they take the the belts off them uh and if so gable and benjamin in a good spot for it and gable pinned one of them on smackdown so um that doesn't help their reverse momentum sort of thing that wwe likes to do but i would love to see gable and benjamin win that match Styles against Owens and Zayn handicap match, uh, match, much like Jordan Owens injured. Yeah, Zayn back. Uh, yeah, back injury. They kind of sold that on SmackDown some, where they had the yeah. crew down there uh, checking on him. By the way, speaking of backs, I thought Bailey snapped her fucking Ooh. back in half. Yeah, that was really bad. Overall, that was a shitbox bump. That scared the hell out of me. I was waiting for because you saw a referee run over, and I'm yeah. waiting for that that DX. And luckily, I guess she's okay. Probably a little sore. Yeah. But, uh, Owens, they have to Owens, train on that. They have to. And that did. I've not seen a lot of people leave the ring quite like that. Last time I did, <laughs> I believe it was Undertaker and Sean when Sean came over the top rope, hit his back on the fucking casket, oh, and yeah. wrecked his world. Yeah. So uh, no casket, but looked just as painful. Yeah. Owens has a, a match with AJ on SmackDown. Zayn has a match with AJ on SmackDown, sort of a bit of a gauntlet versus a handicap. Yeah. Kevin gets in, gets out quick. Taps in like 70 seconds, I think it was. Very quick. And then Zayn does the heavy lifting to get through it. And pins him on a blue thunderbomb. I don't think the blue thunderbomb has ever pinned anybody in WWE. Ever. That's like when fucking X-Pac would always do that flip off the top rope and would never <laughs> hit it. Imagine if he actually finished somebody with that yeah. goddamn thing. Well, he yeah, had a haluva kick first, I think. So it was like a combo. Haluva kick into blue thunderbomb. So if I, that's his new finisher, go for it. I love it. I want AJ to lose. Strictly because I want to see what is the plan here. I want to see AJ lose, not because of I me not liking AJ thing. I want to see this plot. This is one of the only plots right now in the WWE that I'm like, all right, where is this going? Yeah. With Shane and Brian and Owens and Zayn and AJ. AJ's definitely getting fucked by Brian. Yeah. Shane is in there trying to fuck over Owens and Zayn. Brian and Shane are our button heads, but they're mm-hmm. calmly disagreeing a lot. And I feel like that's going to come to a head. Yeah. I feel like it's going to come to a head in this match with a title change. And I don't know. Again, I think I said this in a prior podcast. I don't know who, when it comes to the managers, who's the heel? Yeah, I don't who's know. Who's going to be the heel here? Who's going to be the one to do the dirty for their guy because it seemed like Shane was when he was doing that super slow count or refusing to count right during the match when they were both referees mm-hmm. and then and and then Brian goes and bop, 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 quick three count like wait a minute you guys both did some Shitty hinky, things dirty yeah. <laughs> NWO referee kind of stuff which one of you oh, guys Nick Patrick yeah Nick Patrick which little Nate which one of you guys uh, he also did some shitty referee work. Which one of you guys are the heel? What's Brian's plan? What's Brian? Why is Brian yeah. so eager to? Is Brian eager to fuck AJ or is he eager to help Owens and Zayn? Right. And I hope. And I'm usually saying the WWE. I know that they write, but I don't have a lot of confidence in their end game. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's something here, and we're gonna find it out. And I feel like we'll find it out with an AJ loss. Okay. All right. I mean, 
any one of those three people walking out with the WWE championship, I'm happy with. So, you know, uh, storyline aside, the outcome is what it is. Um, I hope they, you know, put some creativity behind it. We start to get a picture of what the WrestleMania um, card is going to look like, at least well, plus in terms of that. Too, if Owens and Zayn get to share the title. And that's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, what does that mean? That could be funny. That could be great comedy. Then it can turn into a custody thing. And then it can turn into what Owens always does, which is (laughs) fuck over whoever his friend is. Yes. It's just what he does. And Zayn could go back to being face, looking like a doofus, going, how the fuck did I not remember? This was the same guy that his debut evening at NXT took me out of the goddamn uh, uh, division for the better part of a month or so. So, uh, yes, I, I need Kevin and uh, Kevin and Zane to win this thing. Okay. Just All to right. see where it goes, both with managers and with those two. Uh, uh, f- tug of war in the title. Yeah. Silly at first, serious later. I'm not I'm not fighting you on that. I love that. Are those the only three non-Rumble matches? Oh, the, the uh, main event. Nope. Then we got Brock, Braun, <clears throat> Kane. Uh, Kane's here to eat the pin. Right, That's but from whom from is still whom does um, he eat it? Yeah, I, I, man, um, I would not be surprised. Um, well, I'd be a little bit surprised. Well, it's, did it's you not, read the Strowman stuff today about Mania? Yeah, against Miz for the IC title, but yeah. that's. That's as of now. Um, as of now, and there's a pay per view right in the middle, and plenty of there is, and they can get titles back and forth on the folks. I feel like how long can you keep Braun Strowman not as Universal Champion and still have him be as good as he is? Um, you know, and I, not not to say that Strowman versus Miz and Miz Taraj, especially all three of them, you know, being shitheads to him, won't be great because it would be. Um, I I just want to see Braun be the champion. He's been the most entertaining part of the Raw brand for the past. I don't know, cl- close to a year, if not a year at this yeah. point. So, um, you know, you got to you gotta pull the trigger at some point on the guy. But, you know, let's be honest. Brock's going to pin Kane and and walk out the champion, and then Roman will uh, get a match with Brock and, and walk out of WrestleMania the Universal Champion. We know that's pretty much what's going to happen. That's the rumors, what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see. That, that seems to be the smart money line, but uh, I, I'll... I'll Wait until you know. I'm seeing who's holding their hand at the end of 34. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Braun wins hypothetically. Okay. Where does he wear the belt or hold the belt? I think Roman's he drags it that. behind him. I want him to wear it really high, <laughs> like underneath. <laughs> I want him to wear it so the center of it is uh, right where fucking Stark's reactor is. Like how he, high Kylo Ren's uh, pants were in uh, Last yes, Jedi. I want him to fucking pull that thing up <laughs> like a chest piece. I want him to have that thing around his chest so badly. <laughs> that I would love be it too when funny for him. Creative with like the way Bliss holds the title and yeah. Roman's doing that sack of potatoes fucking bit right now, and some people drag it behind them or yeah. you know, Dolph with his behind the back spin it around to the front. Right. I want I want fucking Strowman. Fuck that I want would be Strowman. hilarious. I want Strowman to wear it around his face and he just walks down to the ring until he just bonks his head. 
So. That's that's too funny for such a serious shit kicker character. I think I think the most sense for his character would be to just drag it behind him because he's like it's kind of like this big hulking caveman uh, sort of thing. He just drags it like a like you know something he just killed or something like that. Like he's dragging it back to his cave to fuck or eat or one of the two. It something always like that. comes out with a fresh hole in it. Like he, and, and WWE uh, officials have to keep telling Braun to stop fucking the title. Like you have to shit. quit putting your dick not on the title page through the title. Braun Strowman. Yeah, he has an app called Titles I've Fucked. Oh yeah, Oof, that's gotta be the largest fucking load. God damn, that is. Oh god, that's gotta be like that movie from the early '80s called The Stuff. About the sentient fucking yogurt that killed people. I don't know that one. You've never seen the the stuff. No, I have not, dude. I've seen you the right stuff. See, you need to see the stuff. It is from 1985. It's about this sentient goop that they find in the ground that's delicious. It's a it's the taste sensation that sweeps the nation. Everybody eats it. Turns out it's alive, and it's oh got some of those. Amazing fucking kills you've ever seen. It's like that episode of Futurama where they find out the uh, the poplars are little uh, sentient creatures that they keep eating. Yes, exactly. Stop and, eating the fucking yeah. poplars. And the slurm is just like milk from a from an alien's titty or something like that. Yeah, Futurama God, did it better. A, God, the stuff, <laughs> the stuff. No, the stuff is. The Futurama wish it did some of the <laughs> kill scenes from the stuff. I'm looking at still shots of it right now, laughing at how goddamn good it was. Oh, that poor. Is there guy. death God. to Snoo Snoo? Death by Snoo Snoo. It's it comes out of holes. I'll tell okay. you that it All comes right. out of holes. Well, uh, speaking of which, next. women's Royal Rumble match. Jesus. <laughs> um, who you got? What uh, do you think? This has got to be okay. Let me just ask you philosophically. Okay, Oscar doesn't win. Does it count as a loss? Uh, it. Well, it's not a win. So by definition, it's a loss. It's not a pin. So they could keep the unpinned She's streak never going. Been pin never been submitted. Right. Um, and I think I think who who pointed it out? Carmella pointed it out um, that she lost in a battle royal at some point on NXT. So I guess it's kind of already been um, breached, and they're keeping the undefeated thing alive uh, for it. Okay, all right. So maybe there you go. There's some legs there. Ronda Rousey already said she will not be there, so don't expect. So that means she will be. <laughs> well, we'll see. All right. Uh, I I don't think she's gonna be there. You don't think I don't. so? No, nah, I don't think she will be. Um, I I think if they're smart, they'll get her some training first before they put her in this fucking thing. Right. Um. If if she doesn't win. It's got to be Nia Jax. It's got to be Jax or Asuka. I just can't see any... Paige is out because she can't fucking yeah. wrestle. Um, Charlotte is... Isn't in it. She's the SmackDown it. champion. Bliss is the Raw champion. Um, I think uh, my top three are, are Asuka and Nia, like you said. My uh, number three would be Becky. Uh, Becky Lynch, I think. Yeah, um, I can time, see that. Time to get her back in the, uh, the title hunt. Uh, I think... I, do you think they would do both winners, male and female, from the same brand? Or do you think they would swap it up, have one from either or one from each? Because if, if Becky wins, then I would imagine we'd get a Raw Rumble champ. And if Nia or Asuka win, I would imagine we would get a SmackDown men's men's champ. 
What do you think? What are your thoughts? I on think that? no. I think they'll. I think they will. I think that. I, I think you could see either or. I think you would see two Raws, two SmackDowns, okay. one Raw, one SmackDown. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna uh, favor one for the other. If, if a SmackDown winner wins women's, then a Raw winner is gonna win the men's. Give me your sleeper in the women's. A wouldn't uh, it be crazy if boom. blank won? Uh, well, I mean, she's not that you much of a sleeper because she's got your still Bailey's. Yeah, like um, I was gonna say Sasha, but she's still pretty prevalent in everything. Yeah, that would um, not be a surprise. It'd be like, okay. It, well, Dana Brooke would be a surprise, but I don't see That'd that be happening. No fucking way. That's happening. Um, no. Natalia just had her run with the title, so I don't, I don't see that happening again. Naomi may be a dark horse, I think, to win. Um, she's well, proved mind, popular. Twelve additional spots That's yet true. to be named, where some cats could come up from NXT and do a little something. I mean, yeah, but I don't think I, anybody who's debuting uh, or returning will thing? win. I think one of the winners will be one of the one of the women already on the roster. Okay, if I if I had roster to guess. member, yeah. I, I would love to see like a Shayna Baszler in a thing, but she's already tied up with Ember Moon. Right, her and Moon are going to be doing their own thing. So I don't, I don't see which. Oh my God, did you watch NXT this week? I I didn't listen to it. I had it on at the bar, so I didn't hear the. Uh, they were. They did a face to face, right? <laughs> the look on your face. So I wish everybody could have seen it. It's so fucking bad. Like both of them are just just Ember. Shayna is never going to be great on the mic. Right. You just you can tell she doesn't she's, have to be. She's a shit kicker. She's a shit kicker. That they they got to work on her personality. Some stop yeah. grinning. You got a good look. You're a bully. Yeah. Uh, teach her to, to enunciate a little bit, but she kind of, you know, an economy of words. <laughs> Fucking Ember Moon. Her goddamn promo in this thing is, I, I bet she acts like that when she orders at Subway. <laughs> I want to get a 12-inch ham. And if you ever give me cheese on that submarine sandwich what her fucking face is cont- put that fucking to quote my friend chad dukes put that fucking jaw away take that beavis jaw and push it back hmm. into the socket shut the goddamn drawer on the cash register because if she juts that big robert zadar looking maniac cop fucking jars out one more time if you, you, it's all about prestige and honor. And, and you, oh, you are the shits. You are. I am. I. I. Uh. 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 uh Buck. All right. Um. Or I was actually. I'm going to start calling her. Uh. VCW. And <laughs> I know what that stands for. VCW. 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 Yes. Um. Whenever she sees. <laughs> Or hears Woken Matt, uh, she can't watch him. She says it gives her such douche chills yeah. at how fucking stupid it is. Now, she didn't get to see any of the old stuff back in the days to understand why. But right. outside looking down, I've been like, I get it. Yeah. The laughter shit's dumb and he looks like a dipshit and sure. he's completely ineffectual. I get why you're like, oh, what a dork. I get the exact same. I get the saved by the bell tingles. From Ember Moon, where I'm like, oh, this is one of, this. This is Jesse Spano. This is you doing uh, the. I'm a she's maniac. So excited, yeah. Yes, this is this is the very special episode where oh, Lisa God. Turtle is uh, inappropriately touched by the social studies substitute because there's a lesson to be like, oh God, this is so bad. Oh, Watch man. it. 
try and make your way through it. I'll try. And pay attention to the interview in the background, because even he is giving this a... <laughs> the fuck? The... Okay. Just fucking... What are y'all queef? What is, is that, that fucking... Oh, you're still talking? Got it. Is that what so, we're doing now? Oh, to converse men's... that, the Gargano Velveteen's Dream Match was fucking amazing. It was? Velveteen's promo at the beginning of the show was not. I didn't catch uh, it. I didn't listen to it. I, didn't, I had it on at the bar. I didn't hear anything. I just watched. Ambiance. Mood. Illumination. <laughs> and all this stuff shows up. And it ain't good. It's, okay. If he's going to... And I love Patrick. And the character's great. It's over. And he's in ring. Man, I can't <sighs> think of three other people that can keep up with his ass. Yeah. But if you're going to go full Prince... You need to go full Prince. Okay. Because it's All almost right. like he's pulled back on the throttle a little bit with the flamboyancy. Okay. I need you. I need you. I, turn that knob back up to 11. Because okay. you're a little too subdued, but the mood around you was still the same. Right. Uh, <clears throat> just uh, the Velveteen Dream two months ago, I prefer to right now. Okay. Character, Velveteen Dream. In-ring, unfucking believable Yeah. Patrick's selling is incredible. When Patrick yeah. couldn't fucking use the one arm for the elbow, uh-huh. he had to switch, but that gave Gargano just enough time to get the knees up. Mwah. Damn. Fucking, that was all Patrick. Yeah. That was great. So good That's on good Velveteen. Stuff. Just get back to what you were doing. Whoever told you to tone it down, say, you got it, and then fucking ignore him. Because <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't fucking working. Yeah. Um, let's get to the men's before we call it a day. Yeah. Uh, so, do they have the stones in goddamn Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to pull the same bullshit that they did three so years ago years tonight? Ago? <clears throat> Today, yes, yes. So tonight many years when we're recording. Ago, this, we record this tonight as Reigns was already getting the booze. It was already being looked at as a this is the chosen one, but that was the night that fucked up. Uh-huh. That was a night that set the ball rolling for so many <clears throat> anti-Reigns uh, tirades. You're the new Cena. You're the new Golden Boy. Yeah. Quit forcing this guy down our throats. This That was that night. Do they dare do that again with them wanting to do Brock and Reigns at WrestleMania? Have they booked themselves into a <laughs> corner? Is this a big double middle finger in the air? Or who else could win this besides Reigns? And then who knows? Maybe through again, clever booking. It's the WWE. They can right. rewrite their rules on Monday. Uh, who wins this thing? <clears throat> well, to answer your first question, do they have the stones to put Reigns over again? Fuck yeah, of course they do. <laughs> yeah. Of course they do. Whether or not they do, that's that's the more interesting question. Um, you know, he's certainly an easy out. In terms of, of create creatively booking the Rumble, um, there are a number of other people who I think have pretty good um, chances to win. Um, I think that Shinsuke Nakamura is uh, is top mm-hmm. of my list um, to win because I think AJ versus Nock at WrestleMania writes itself, and um, it could be great. And I think him winning will finally finally course correct his. Um, lackluster first six months or so on on the main roster so knock knock is up there i also think um on the raw side my my leader to win uh whose name is not roman reigns uh is finn balor um i think that uh maybe you know this this club thing getting the rub and uh this past week and they finally got them together with 
with uh, Gallows and Anderson. I think maybe they're finally, finally, uh, <laughs> finally trying to get something going with the guy. And winning a Rumble um, is a huge coup. It's a huge honor. You know, he was the first Universal Champion. Having him win a Royal Rumble isn't without uh, out of the realm of possibility. Um, but uh, he's on Raw, so to my knowledge, uh, they haven't explicitly said that you have to challenge for the title on your show. My dream scenario if Balor wins is that he's like no 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 I want to swap sides I want to face AJ Styles for the uh for the WWE championship uh at WrestleMania and then you kind of have the club torn in between so that's that's my Finn Balor dream scenario uh dark horses would be um Rusev um because he's gotten himself <coughs> over whether or not they award that or um punish him for it I'm not sure and uh, I had another dark horse. I don't remember who it was, but uh, but yeah, those are those are my top guys. Um, here's a scenario that I think might play out. Okay, and if you want to, if you want to make it fun, <clears throat> I ain't doing another fucking <laughs> you, Omega. You, I you don't pay, have about great. Ex- I ain't paying for your rent, <laughs> but I'll pay for your lunch. Okay, and I'll do twenty bucks on it. Okay. I don't think they do Roman Brock. I don't. Really? I don't think they go with that. I think they do it. Maybe not for the title, but I I think they do it. I think Cena wins this thing. Mm. I think Cena wins. I think it's going to be Cena Brock. And Cena at WrestleMania (sighs) 34 breaks Ric Flair's record. (sighs) Yeah. I get this. I'm getting this taste. By the way, he's shot up. Shot up the betting odds. Has he? And right now it's Roman, Cena, Strowman, Shinsuke, Styles, Balor. Oh, wow. So hmm. Cena shot the fuck up there. Probably since nothing was worked with The Undertaker this past week. Yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's probably just a, you know, I hate to, no pun intended, dead on arrival. That it's still a possibility from what I'm reading. Maybe. Yeah, boy. I uh, I don't I don't want it. I think Cena. I think uh, I think the Cena Taker stuff doesn't take off. Taker has some sort of segment at WrestleMania. Right. I bet there is. I mean, WrestleMania is all about pomp, circumstance. Sure. It's about entrance. It's about spectacle. They'll do some farewell to the Undertaker. Yeah. I don't think he has a match, and I think Cena is in the fucking main event. Ugh. And uh, there's so many things wrong with that. We've seen Cena versus Brock so many times. Cena winning the Rumble so many times. Cena main eventing WrestleMania so many times. The Royal Rumble is such a great opportunity to make new stars. I feel, I feel like a broken record saying this all the time, and they just refuse to make new stars. And it's so infuriating. There's still tickets available for Mania. <sighs> and they are... If Mania was sold out... They'd get creative. Mania ain't sold out. So they're trying to get asses in seats. It'll sell out eventually. You still got three months. It, it will. Or two and a half months. But it wasn't like... I mean, I'm thinking back to the days of, you know... Sell out in minutes. And rocks and... and, and uh, WrestleMania used to fucking sell out with the quickness. Yeah. It ain't now. Well, they're also now booking bigger a, buildings, too. They are booking bigger buildings. So... um. I could see them doing something. I mean, it's Ugh. also Vince McMahon is in his twilight. Yeah. He always puts his own dudes over. You think he's going to have Cena sit there and float at 16? 
and not have his own creation no, it'll break happen. 17? It'll happen. I just don't need it to happen at WrestleMania this year. <laughs> Vince McMahon does. I know. And Vince McMahon Watch does not happen. give a fuck about what I think. What? Yes. Which he shares a lot of that in common with the old VCW. <laughs> <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1. N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase l, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.